Welcome to the Lioness Queen podcast. Your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha, founder, speaker, spiritual coach, and licensed minister, shares how she overcame the emotional trauma from divorce with her faith in God. Now let's jump into your daily dose of letting go of the past and living totally residue free. Here's your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha. Welcome back. Welcome back, Lioness Queens. I really miss you. Man, I would say a week is um, too long of a time frame for us to get together, you know, and I can't believe this is the last Tuesday in the month of May 2020. This year has really gone by and so much has happened this year. Definitely things that we did not expect to happen, but I'm so appreciative to God that he's been with me, with you every step of the way. And so again, we're still in the month of May. We're still focusing on identity this month and knowing who we are. And so, you know, I always love to start with my famous quote or poem. And um, in this episode, actually, I created a quote on my own. I'm so proud of myself. And it is called, I am me. So the quote says, I may not be what you see. I may not live up to what you want. I may not fit into your world. I may not fit into your definition of a woman. But for me, I clearly see who I am. I absolutely love who I am. I fit into a world that God created just for me. And I am the fabric and definition of the uniqueness of a virtuous, virtuous woman. And so, man, I love this quote, right? So God actually gave me this quote and I really love it because, you know, it relates to the topic and it also relates to how sometimes we do not follow our own instincts. We don't follow who we are. We don't follow what we bring to the table and we fall into a trap of blending, I would say, into someone else's identity. And so we must remember that we, sometimes we may not fit into an ideal circumstance. We may not fit into a man's mind of who we, who they think we should be. But, you know, if you really if you really are true to yourself, you know, if, if a man cannot love you for you, then there's no point in having a relationship with somebody if they can't accept you for who you are, you know? Um, but sadly, we as women, we subject ourselves to staying in relationships when others do not accept who we are so they don't really accept our idiosyncrasies they don't accept our flaws they don't accept our body shape our size our hair things that we like our interests our hobbies 
And sometimes, you know, you can be in a relationship or even married to someone and they don't even like your children, you know. And so we subject ourselves, sadly, to being mistreated. And so today's episode, that's kind of what I want to talk about. I want to talk about um, us as women, how we sometimes settle, right? And we settle um, to be with people for different reasons. So let's let's kind of think about this. Let's think about why do we as women stay in unhealthy relationships when we know they are not healthy, and so it, it is a question, but sadly, it is something that happens in every race, in every religion, in every culture. We as women are, um, we subject ourselves to stay for various reasons. And so I've thought about some reasons and I would say these are kind of the top reasons Um, Not all, but just, I would say, the top reasons why we as women stay. Um, One is low self-esteem. And so oftentimes with low self-esteem, when you don't have a high regard for yourself and you feel like there's somebody who, how can I say it? There's somebody who wants to be in some form of relationship with you whether it is equal, whether it is um, superior, inferior, like whatever the case may be, you're just so appreciative that somebody wants you in some type of way. And so you just settle, right? You settle for some type of way instead of really truly believing who you are, believing whose you are and believing in you that's one of the reasons why we as women stay in unhealthy relationships. Um, Another reason is the fear of being alone. I cannot tell you, I would say this is a really, I mean, this is a huge problem amongst a lot of women. I've heard a lot of stories, um, especially from women who have dealt with breakups, um, separation, divorce, and They were in an unhealthy marriage, right? And now that they are alone, they hate being alone. And so as a result, what you find yourself doing is you would rather be in an unhealthy relationship than really being alone by yourself. But really, honestly, we're never alone because God is always with us. But that is a trick of the enemy because the enemy would prefer for you to look back to look at what you had and to think that was better than you being um, alone and you being independent and you having a sound mind and you being able to um, not be verbally, physically, psychologically, emotionally abused. You know, you are drawn to being with someone that is not good for you. Another reason why... Uh, I would say we as women sometimes stay in unhealthy relationships is oftentimes, especially when it comes to abuse, you know, the abuser will say, oh, I'm a change. I'm a change. I'm going to do better. You know what I mean? And so in our, what we do is we program in our minds that they will change. They said it. 
And so it's just taking them a little time. They're just trying to work out some kinks that, you know, well, they had a bad, they had a bad upbringing. Their father was this, their mother was this, they were abandoned. We give all these different reasons, right? But they told me that they will change. So that is something that you plant in your head that, um, you know, you say to yourself, okay, they said they will change. I believe it. I am just going to wait until it happens, right? You know, it's almost like, it's like you believe in the potential versus you believe the facts. You believe, um, you know, the potential of what they are capable or what they could do versus what you are experiencing in that moment, right? Um, another one I thought about is, it's, and this is so, I would say this is like an oxymoron, right? I feel like because oftentimes us as women, we do not want to hurt the other person. They could have cheated on us. They could, I mean, I mean, they could have really hurt us to our core. But for some reason, we don't want to hurt their feelings. We don't want to upset them. We don't want to make them feel bad in any way, you know. And so as a result, we stay. Um, Another reason, um, and this is another interesting one too, is for some some kind of way, we as women, we misinterpret failed relationships as, as we are a failure. So, you know, we it's almost like we attach it to ourselves um, like a noun, right? Failure is a noun. That means no matter what, I'm a failure. Instead of just the relationship didn't work out. The relationship failed. And so we some kind of way internalize that we are a failure. And as a result of it, we don't want other people to know that our relationship has failed because we feel like it's a reflection of me. When it may not be a reflection of me, it just may be a reflection of there could be different different reasons why the relationship failed or the marriage failed, right? It, it doesn't have to be necessarily you. And so that's another um, reason why we as women stay as well, because we also want to put on this mask. I've kind of talked about that um, on another show. We put on this mask of everything's okay. I'm okay. He's okay. When really we're not. Uh, Another reason, I mean, I had a lot of them, y'all, so bear with me. Another reason is we accept the mediocre, right? And so it's like what I have right now, this is good enough. I don't think I can get any better than what I have. I think, you know, I just have to stay and it'll get better. Like you believe and it'll get better instead of, like I said, we believe more in potential than versus the facts. Um, And we don't believe oftentimes that, the relationship could be better. The relation I could have a better relationship. I could have somebody who truly loves me inside and out. Um, and so as a result, we stay and we accept whatever's dished out to us. Another reason is, sadly, we are afraid of losing an identity. And so this piece is kind of interesting. So I remember for myself... Um, I kind of struggled with this um, when I when I got separated. So it was a struggle for me 
losing the identity of being a couple and married. So I had been in this relationship for 24 years. And for me now to um, be around other people, it, it made me feel like I didn't feel whole some type of way. Again, the enemy was, you know, this is what he does. These are the wiles. This is the trickery that he plays on our minds, right? But for some kind of reason, I felt like I lost the identity of who I was as a married person, right? So no more misses. So it's like, now I'm going back to miss, you know? And so I dealt with some identity issues in that regard. Another reason why we stay are children. That is huge because oftentimes if you do not cultivate your marriage, if you do not cultivate a relationship, and you have children with someone or you're raising children together, oftentimes our focus, our attention, everything we do is centered around the children. So, you know, we're focusing on making sure the children gets a good education, making sure they're in good schools, making sure the children are involved in different activities, making sure the children going to Sunday school, making sure the children are doing X, Y, and Z. And so you get into this, this habit and this routine of doing all of these different activities and things with the children sadly the marriage or relationship is negated and the relationship is um, neglected that's a better word it's neglected and so as a result you just think if you had a child with someone from 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 birth to 18 you know that that child or children have been in a lot of different things and so if you never cultivated your relationship or marriage and you focus all your attention was put on the children then by the time they turn 18 and graduate from high school you become empty nesters and you're looking at someone you do not know why because you haven't cultivated that relationship right and so sometimes what happens as we as the relationship goes on and we're attending to the children, there may be things that you see in your spouse or in um, somebody that you're dating that uh, changes, that is unhealthy. But because we have children together, we decide to stay. We stay for the child, not realizing you're you're damaging the child more by um, putting them in, forcing them to be in in. An unhealthy environment right because people can be healthy when they're not together so sometimes it's like oil and vinegar sometimes in some relationships they just do not work it is like oil and vinegar they just cannot blend well at all and sometimes it's best you know to co-parent and raise children separate because of that unhealthy environment you are um, creating uh, I would say an environment that your child is internalizing in some type of way. And really you kind of don't know um, down, down the road, like what type of relationships and people where that will they be attracted to 
you know, um, based on that unhealthy relationship that you had them in. So that's a, it's huge. Children is huge. Like that's, that's, that's at the top as well. Like we stay because of children. We want this two parent household, but again, that's really, is it really for the child or is it really for others to see that, Hey, we're trying to have this two parent household, um, when really it still can be a two parent um, relationship just doesn't have to be together. You know, another reason why we stay together is because of longevity. So that's another thing that I kind of, I dealt with myself. I felt like, well, we've been together this long, you know, why not make it work? But then in the same regard, if it's unhealthy, if it is not growing, why do we stay in a relationship just because of time? Because as time moves on, we evolve, we change, our identity changes. And so you, again, you may look up and see this person, you have no, you don't know them, you know? Um, And sometimes that happens, but we stay also because of how long we have been together. Uh, Also, another one is we believe a false narrative, right? Especially when it comes to abuse. So we believe that the abuse is normal. So what I'm experiencing, this is normal. Most relationships go through this. We experience this. It's like you um, brainwash your mind in a way to believe that this is what happens in homes. You know, this is nothing different. This this is what happens. And so we stay because of that. Manipulation is another one, which I think is really connected to abuse. Um, oftentimes people manipulate others to make them stay to make them not have a voice, to make them feel um, they're not worthy. So if they're not worthy, nobody else will want you. You know, it's very connected to a lot of people um, use uh, manipulation in that regard. Uh, The cycle of relationships. So um, almost like it's a habit for me to, these are the type of relationships that I have. And so some kind of way you're attracted. You, You don't really realize why something you never really figured out why but you're attracted to certain people and it always ends up this way and so you think that's normal too um sometimes we as women right we're attracted to bad guys right so and it 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 can be it can be attraction you know it can be hormones it can be you know they seem adventurous it can be, um, you know, it doesn't help that media, right? Society paints this picture in a way of a bad guy looking, you know, cool. Um, and then there's also this belief of, yeah, he, you know, he's hard on the outside, but soft on the inside. And we have this mindset of thinking we can change them, you know, Um, And then sometimes you have these bad guys who are narcissists, right? And so it's like they seem in the beginning, you know, especially with narcissists, they seem well-adjusted. They seem entertaining. They seem very extremely nice in the beginning. But long-term, they can't maintain that mask forever, you know? They, They just can't. And so they tend to be less adjusted, less warm and and arrogant and so but some kind of reason some type of way sometimes these are the men that we are attracted to 
And again, we fall into this kind of cycle. Another reason is we bargain, you know? So, um, well, this, this is what we say in our mind. Again, in our minds, this is what we say. Well, you know, he does provide. He he has a good job, you know. He's a good person. He has potential. And so you give this little short list of things, but then you have this long laundry list of things that are unhealthy, you know. Um, and lastly, we stay because of love, you know. No matter how bad somebody treats us, we, we say, well, I love him. I'm still in love with him. And um, we, we stay. We stay for love as well. So th- that's kind of my laundry list, which I know is kind of extensive. But these are all reasons why we stay. And so sadly, um, if you think about it, sadly, none of those reasons benefit our physical, mental, psychological, or spiritual well-being in any way. But we always choose others instead of our well-being, you know. And I kind of believe this is, <coughs> excuse me, this is something that the Lord um, talked to me about was, you know, he He gave us this characteristic Um You know, we were created to be a helpmate for Adam. You know, Eve was created to be a helpmate for Adam. And I truly believe God gave Eve, he gave women, you know, a certain um, virtue that we have um, that allows us to be nurturing, allows us to be, to love unconditionally and it's all connected to we have the ability to birth children and so because of that ability I truly believe that um, sometimes some type of way that virtue gets twisted and instead of us being a helpmate you know we are more of a doormat And so, um, and God didn't intend for us to be doormats. No, that's not what he intended uh, for Eve. He did not intend for Adam to rule over Eve. That's not even in the Bible because Adam was supposed to what? He was supposed to manage the land and he was supposed to tend to the animals. Just like he, um, he, he had to name all the animals, right? He had to tend to the land and tend to the animals. Those are the two things that God, um, you know, ordered for Adam to do. He did not create Eve in a way that he was supposed to rule over Eve. And so, like I said, some type of way, I truly believe it is things have gotten twisted, especially the enemy has done that, right? And uh, sadly, we as women become doormats versus a helpmate, you know. And so God intended you lioness queens to be full of the fruit of the spirit, you know. And so we have to, we really have to take hold of that, you know. Now, I would say I'm not sure where you are in a relationship. If you're in a relationship um, currently if you are in a marriage, an unhealthy marriage or unhealthy relationship, 
Um, And so if you're listening right now, you know, I want to really share with you some key principles I feel, you know, can be the beginning of you using your faith to move forward. That is the whole purpose and the whole goal of um, Lioness Queen is to help you, give you tips to help you move forward in this journey, right? Because we are all in a journey and we're all in different stages of our journey, right? And especially, so no matter what, we all can learn, we all can benefit. So whether you're not in a relationship and you desire to be, there's certain things you should know, right? If you are in a unhealthy relationship, an unhealthy marriage, there these are some steps and things that you should know as you move forward, Um trying to take that step that initial step to walking in your wholeness and walking into where God is taking you so before I discuss I must say Linus Queens none of the key principles I'm going to share with you I'm telling you none of them will work if you do not click on the switch and I'm calling it a switch from a victim mindset to a faith mindset okay i'm gonna say it again we have to click on the switch from a victim mindset to a faith mindset okay so the problem with the enemy is he wants to play more on your emotions so that the change the separation, the divorce, the breakup, the abuse seems unbearable. So if he can get you into a mindset um, of being the victim, of being all of these different things happening to me, then you will never flip the switch. You will never have a faith mindset. And so faith, of course, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you may not see it yet, you may not feel it yet, but you must believe you already have access to it. How? By his grace. That's how it gives us access. We have access to it. And so here's my, here's, here's my principles. And so here's principle number one. First thing we have to do, Lioness Queens, is we have to stop looking back at the past there is nothing else there's nothing else behind you to look at like there is there it's so interesting how I think that's that is the biggest place where we get stuck we get stuck at remembering remember the time when remember when remember when this happened when that happened you know remembering the past does not help you step into your destiny it does not help you to move forward and so we have to make a conscious effort to not look back because even when you're looking back you are taking your eyes off of where God is trying to take you to and so you can't you can't look at two places in the same at the same time like we no no human being can do that you know what i mean unless you're a certain animal and your eyes can go different ways 
But us as humans, we can't look in two different directions at the same time. God did not intend, he did not create us that way. And so if you want the best in all that God has for you, you have to stop looking back. Is it challenging? Yes. Is it hard to do? Yes. But if you want healing, if you want to move forward, if you want to let go and let God, you have to stop looking back. Key principle number two. You have to cast all your cares on the Lord. You know, um, and, and when it comes to casting your cares, it's all about surrender. And it's easy to surrender with something small. But when there is something that has hurt you to your core, you know, especially with a breakup, especially with a divorce, when something hurts you to your core, because when we love, we love hard. You know, we as women, we put our all into relationships. And so, you know, that can be really heavy. And so when we're trying to cast it over to the Lord, like cast is not just a a light throw. Cast is something violent, you know. It is a violent act. And so God wants us to throw it at him, you know. And And then when we throw it, then we're letting that go and letting him handle it, you know. It, it it's not understanding this is the piece this is the trick I would say because this is where we get stuck as well it's not about understanding why did this happen to me I know that is a popular question every woman asks I have asked it a million times I can't tell you how many times I cried about it. I asked about it. Did I get an answer? I did get an answer, but it was years, some years that went by before I got the answer. And really when I got the answer, it was in my lowest point in my life is when I got the answer. It wasn't even when I was asking the direct question when I got the answer, right? And so God is saying, it is not about understanding why did this happen to you? Why did this happen to me? But God is trying to do, he's trying to get you to believe that he is Alpha and Omega. So he's trying to get you to believe that he was with you when this chapter started and he will be with you when this chapter ends. And so you got to trust his plan. You got to trust his way. And so in that trusting, that is that's the connection with casting all your cares. Amen. So principle number three, you must recenter yourself in God. And so I literally remember, I I literally remember when I was having the hardest time dealing with this rejection and the hardest time dealing with the identity. Like I said before, the hardest time dealing with the longevity. God, we've been together so long. Like you're gonna now at this point in my life, like you it, I mean, in my 40s, God, you you know, I had all this, all these excuses. And so God was like, I just need you to experience my love, baby girl. And I'm like, I know, but you're not you're not answering my question. Like, like I, I 
Like, really? Like, I mean, we've been together 24 years. I, God said, I need you. I need you to recenter yourself around me. Your focus should only be on me. And I'm like, okay, how do I do that? How do I focus? How do I recenter myself on the Lord? Uh, the only way you can. And I'm like, the only way I can. Yes, my word is sufficient. <laughs> right? It is the word of God. Right? The word of God has the substance to go down deep between the joints and the mouth. Right? The word of God has the ability to create change, the ability to heal open wounds, to the, the ability to mend broken hearts, the ability to comfort your soul. The word of God has the ability to wipe the tears from your eyes. It has the ability to do everything you need it to do. And so that is what God wanted me to do. He wanted me to recenter myself in his word. And when I started to recenter myself in his word, then I started affirming myself. And so key number four is all about recentering yourself, right? You gotta, so one, I needed to refocus on God. And the next, I needed to recenter myself. You know, we shift who we are you know, when we're in relationship with other people, you know, sometimes we do not let ourselves out, right? Because we always want approval. We always want acceptance. And so we have to try to minimize certain things because we always want that approval and acceptance because we don't, we don't, rejection is hard to deal with. And that was, that's really anybody that's men and women, Rejection is very hard to deal with. And so, you know, when you recenter yourself in you, you know, then it, it, it brings you into this is who I am. This is who God says I am. This is what God says I can do. And then when you start to begin to affirm who you are, then you'll start to believe in who you are, you know? And so really, if you have ever been in an unhealthy relationship, I don't know if you've really thought about how much you have changed. You know, oftentimes children can see it, other people can see it, but when you're in the relationship yourself, you can't see it, you don't know. And, and it, ha it can happen really fast and we don't even realize who we have morphed into. You know, but the beauty in identity, this is the one thing that I love about identity is that it can evolve, you know, over time and we, there's always an opportunity to reinvent yourself. It is never too late. Ladies, oftentimes we think, man, I'm 40 or I'm 50 years old and now I am starting all over. Now I am trying to figure out who I am. Now I'm trying to figure out what my purpose is. Now I'm trying to figure out how to support myself on my own. Now I'm trying to figure out 
what God has for me, you know, like what he wants me to do, what, what population, what group does he want me to work with? I'm trying to figure out, you know, I've always wanted to start my own business, but man, starting at this age, I don't know, you know? And so this is the, this is, this is, let me give you this example. Society will say it's too late, right? Media will say it's too late. Everybody will say it's too late, but really age is only a number. You know, I, I love the story about, um, Colonel from KFC from Kentucky fried chicken. The original creator of Kentucky fried fried chicken was 65 when he started selling chicken door to door. And that man had been through some valleys if you don't know his story, you need to research his story. He had been through some valleys. And from those experiences, he evolved. He reinvented himself. And when he was in his 80s, I mean, he sold KFC for billions. I mean, this man made millions and billions and he started at the age of 65. So do not tell me God cannot reinvent you reinvent me amen i mean what happened this is what happened he had an experience that shifted his mindset in a way to recenter his purpose in life this is where god is trying to call you to linus queens okay key principle number five you must renew your mind When you renew your mind, because that's what the word says, we have to renew your mind. We have to renew our minds, right? In doing that, the one big piece is we have to take control of our emotions. See, the enemy wants you to stay in a place of going down this roller coaster, you know, of emotions. He doesn't want you to know that you have the ability to stop your emotions from running rampant. He doesn't want you to know that you have a choice in how you feel. Yes, I said it. I'm going to say it again. You have a choice in how you feel. It's all about your mindset. You have the mindset to change how you feel. Now, that doesn't negate what happened. All right, principle number six. We have to confront the false narratives and assumptions. It is all about what do you believe? Do you believe all of the reasons to stay? You know, then this is kind of a null subject. If you believe all of the reasons to stay, but I truly believe in your core, in the core of every woman, we all want to be loved. We all want to love, right? We all want to experience that. There are just some things miswired in our mindset that makes us believe more on the lies than on God's truth. Principle number seven. You must utilize support and resources. And so there's always support groups. There's always resources 
um, at your fingertips. You know what I mean? If, if, if all you have to do, I'm going to tell you, somebody said this to me and I was like, I love it. Google is your best girlfriend. And so if you do not have somebody who knows certain things, Google is your best girlfriend. So if there's a support group you're looking for, if there is, um, if you are in an abusive relationship, there are um, so many agencies, so many organizations that deal with domestic violence who are just willing and, uh, I mean, they're so ready to help. Um, I know, sadly, during this time, um, this is not the best time during this Corona and COVID, you know, situation going on because there are a lot of, sadly, a lot of people um, experiencing domestic violence right now. And so I know when it comes to shelters, you know, it is hard to find shelters. But again, in the same regard, if you feel unsafe, if you feel safety is a concern, there are always support groups and organizations willing and ready to assist you and so don't be don't be um it's easy to say don't be fearful because again one of the reasons why we stay is because of basically what the perpetrator does they you know sadly use manipulation in order for you to stay and they use it in order for you to um feel Uh, intimidated by them in a way you know so sometimes people will say well if you decide to up and leave I'm gonna do x you know if you decide to up and leave I'm gonna do this and so it's just a way to to make you stay in an unhealthy relationship and also to make you feel scared to make you feel vulnerable so these are all different tactics that people use especially um, when you are dealing with abuse. And lastly, ladies, I would say create a plan. You know, if you feel, if you don't feel safe, if you realize this relationship is unhealthy, you know, um, again, there's always resources. You know, oftentimes there are a lot of churches, sadly, do not have the resources that people need. Um, however, there may be someone maybe at your church um, who could point you in the right direction of getting the help and support you need. You know, um, also, if you feel financially uh, unstable, where you kind of don't know what to do or what steps to take, Again, reach out. Google is your best girlfriend. There's so many resources. There's a wealth of information out there. People are just willing to help. Okay. So you always need to create a safety plan is what I would say. You know, definitely if you feel in imminent danger, call 911. Um, But again, please do not hesitate to reach out. Every situation will be different, but God wants you to be safe, Linus Queens. He wants you to use wisdom and live out your Proverbs 31. You know, he wants you to live that out for his kingdom. Again, everything goes back to you need help. If you need help, 
it is okay to need help. Everyone needs help at some point in time. You know, this is this is not a time for pride. This is not a time for I'm going to try to do it on my own. Because, you know, this world wasn't built alone. And so at some point, we all need some type of help. And it is not a sign of weakness. It is not a sign of being vulnerable. Sometimes it's just a sign that you might not necessarily know what to do. And so, you know, please, I would say at least do it for your safety and sanity. Create a plan. Okay. Again, like I said, none of these tips will help you if you do not switch to a faith mindset in every step of the way. God has you in the palm of his hand. He is with you. He's always been with you, Linus Queens. I think sometimes we think that his um, quietness, his um, him not answering our prayers, in our time frame indicates that he is not there. And sometimes we have to realize our Abba Father has a mind of his own. And so it's so different than ours, right? And the only way to flip the switch is we must believe. And believing cannot happen in your mind. Let me say this again. It cannot happen in your mind. Your mind Uh, has a consciousness and the consciousness consistently fights the spirit realm especially as it relates to faith your your conscious mind wants to see evidence your subconscious mind wants to allow your experiences to negate and cancel out your belief faith happens with your heart I heard a, a man by the name of Bishop David uh, Oyedipo. And he said something really, it was very profound. He said, your mind is like the wayside soil. It is like the rocky side soil, but your heart is the fertile ground. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's where your faith is. That is where we have to put our faith, Lioness Queens. Not in our own understanding. Just like God says, he'll give you a peace that passes all understanding. So it's not in understanding. It's not in the mind. It is in the heart of the thing. And so it is not about what you understand, but it is all about what you believe. Amen. Amen. Well, my time is gone. I have... Um, really truly enjoyed this time with you. I really hope you uh, follow these key steps, these key principles um, to kind of help you realize that staying sometimes is not always the best answer. And so sometimes it's good to process what's going on in the relationship and process um, what you need to do in order to move forward and take that step so that you can be whole and you can be everything that God desires you to be. So I'm really challenging you ladies. I am challenging you to put your faith and hope in God. And also remember the battle is in your mind. We have to bring our minds into subjection to God's word to help us to believe. And where do we believe? In our hearts. 
And when you believe that God can do all things, that God can do all things for you, there's nothing that will be able to stop you, Lioness Queens. I love you. I really do love you. And I pray that God will help you work through this journey. Amen. Dr. Marisha, your lioness queen, let's go ahead and declare our weekly chant over our lives. Amen. Repeat after me. I am a lioness queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place as the queen I am. He wants me to be residue free, intentional in my fight. Stand on the word of God. Realize I am a masterpiece. I am, I am, I am enough. I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining the Lioness Queen podcast. Please subscribe and write a review. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even iHeartRadio. I would love to hear how this message empowered you. Come back next Tuesday at 3 p.m. for more from your Linus Queen.